you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Lucky day, 7-7. Seven, seven. I heard Jeff Howe say it's Hogan heel turn day for you wrestling fans. The day that uh, Hulk Hogan added to the legend way back in the day. We will not go over a full recap of Bash at the Beach from back then. A lot of stuff to get into, though, today. Was it a bash in Vegas? Or was it much to do about nothing? The update on that weird Wimbenyama story that involves Britney Spears. We'll talk other basketball issues. We got football to get to, including a Cowboys update. College football getting closer and closer. 57 days until September 2nd when the Longhorns take on Rice. One of the things we'll do today is take a closer look at the Longhorns' first two conference opponents as we get ready for Big 12 Media Days next week. Don't be overlooking the Bears and the Jayhawks. We'll get into them as the show goes on. It's Chad and Zay on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is the one and only Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Happy Friday, everybody. Chad, how you doing? Man, I'm doing all right. I am interested. Well, I'm a little ashamed of myself. I hope I don't end up regretting it. I set my DVR to record all three NBA Summer League games. What the hell is oh, wrong with me? Man, that's tough. What the hell? Other than the fact that I know I could either not watch or fast forward through them, I'm going on ESPN and I realize, oh, look, 8 o'clock, Spurs. It's Charlotte and the Spurs, I believe. Is that right? Yes, Charlotte and the Spurs. So I thought, oh, A, you know, Wimbenyama, but then it's Charlotte. So isn't that Brandon Miller? Yeah. Right? So I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then I see 6 o'clock. Is Portland and Houston. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Amen Thompson? Could he possibly be on the And I hit record. And then I see Golden State and the Lakers. And I go, oh, well, I guess. Okay. So I fell for it. And I've recorded all three tonight. So that is going on. Our first look at Victor Wimbenyama in black and silver in some kind of action is tonight at 8 o'clock. So that could be a big deal. Oh, yeah. Definitely should be a big deal. It will be a packed house at Thomas and Max Center tonight. And yeah, Victor Wimbanyama, hopefully he doesn't get caught up into all the bad basketball that you see in the Summer League, which mm. the Spurs are playing some of the best basketball of the Summer League. They're handling their business. McAlai Brenham and guys like you know Julian Champagne, but those dudes are absolutely hooping. So they have a really good Summer League team and now adding Victor Wimbanyama, which he's going to have some nerves, but once he gets into the flow of things, we're going to see why he's picked number one. Spurs fans, if you are excited about tonight, you can let us know on the Specs text line, 337-3776, Mr. Wimbenyama. So here's your update on Wimbenyama and Britney Spears. I can't believe I just said that out loud, and it's not a joke. This is one of those just bizarre stories of worlds colliding. So the updated report just before we come on air is this. No charges will be filed following a brief investigation into that altercation with Victor Wimbenyama and Britney Spears. And again, it's not Victor. It's a member of the security team that was uh, that works for the Spurs. Damian Smith is his name. Spears says she was struck by a security guard as she tried to approach Wimbenyama near the restaurant in the Aria Hotel. She said a person grabbed, excuse me, Wimbenyama said a person grabbed him from behind and that he was told hours later it was Spears. Uh, TMZ said Spears noticed Wimbenyama, tapped him on the shoulder in an effort to get his attention. According to TMZ, Spears wound up being struck in the face and having her glasses knocked off. 
She did file the police report, like we told you yesterday. It alleged battery, but now Vegas Metro Police have said that, quote, no charges will be filed against the person involved. So, Zay, we have had not only those updates, but Victor Wimbenyama, and this is the last thing I ever thought we'd have. If you had told me a couple weeks ago, hey, Chad, go put a little money down in Vegas. On what? On Victor Wimbenyama having to answer a Britney Spears question. Huh? What are you talking about? He has to stand there, and they ask him a question in a group uh, setting, and Victor gave his answer. So where are you on this whole incident today from Victor's perspective, Brittany's perspective? How are you seeing this thing? Um, Both stories are off, so somebody lying here. Ah. So, somebody lying. The old he said, she said, yeah, and then there's the truth. Which yeah, which I'm with... We got to look at the track records like we talked about yesterday with what Victor Wimbanyama has shown us, the maturity at age 19. He's already looking like a spur. He's having dinners with Sean Elliott, the Admiral Tim Duncan, and Ginobili. He's uh-huh. hanging out with Tony Parker. He's doing all the right things. Right. While we have Britney Spears over here who, man, is Absolutely insane. I'm sorry. You're Brittany, saying I I love you. You've made hits. I've seen white girls shake that rump the way I've never seen them be <laughs> shaked before because of you. Thank you for that. Absolutely game changing, Britney Spears. You're, I she's she an inspiration, is what you're absolutely, saying. Absolutely, she deserves her flowers. She deserves everything that she gets. Love her. But some of the greatest have been crazy. Kanye West, Madonna, Wow, Antonio Brown. I could keep going. Some of the greatest, Dennis Rodman. I could keep going. You're putting her on a list with Kanye at the top? I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. Where is she if Kanye's look, at the top? Look, man. Is she in the top 10? If the shoe fits, put it on that mother. Oh, That's my what I'm goodness. saying. Brittany, you kind of lost your ways. It has been documented. Now, do you have any evidence in this story that she might have been acting strangely? Well, yeah, because you hear about the person who went on TMZ talking about she was speaking in a British accent. Which, it's TMZ, so who knows? They're basically Wait. like Wikipedia. She was speaking what? In the British accent. Britney Spears? Victor. Victor. Isn't Britney Spears a Louisiana girl? <laughs> She's from a southern state, I believe, right? I don't remember. I know Hang she on. did Mickey Mouse Club and stuff. I'm going to look her up. I believe Britney is a southern girl. I've never heard Britney. First off, I need to know, does Britney Spears do a decent British accent? Because some people do terrible British accents that I don't want to hear. Um, I'm right, but I missed the state. She was born in Macomb, Mississippi. Damn, she really country then. Yeah, I knew she was a Southern girl. I just couldn't remember which state. Yeah. So and it makes a lot of sense because she was with Kevin Federline. She was. Yeah. Uh, see, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Who do we believe? That really the track record. That really is the only way you could have added to this story. If she was still with Federline and they were walking in behind Victor <laughs> Wimbenyama, that that would have been incredible. That would have been incredible. And like Tim Duncan was with Wimbenyama. Yeah. Like that would have added to it. So you're saying that of these two people, if there's going to be some story got messed up and some crazy involved, and some weirdness, you're saying Britney's side would be that side. Innocent until proven guilty, but I'll probably lean Victor's side. And okay. he had something to say when they asked him about it. We got the audio here. It's not a coincidence we haven't heard from Britney, Chad. We haven't seen her in no interview. Now, I haven't seen her in an interview. She did release something uh, on social media. Uh, that's her people. That's her crew doing oh, it. Oh, you don't think PR that's her? PR team. Nah, nah, I ain't her. Okay. You can't trust Brittany. Do you think if she had done a press conference, she would have been talking and shaving her own head at the same time? <laughs> See? Is that your worry? 
Remember that one? <laughs> See, you just keep adding Whoa, on. That's a weird one. That was a weird one. Yeah, she does have. She has some weird baggage. You are absolutely correct. All yeah. right, let's hear from Victor Wimbenyama, the assembled media, not asking about tonight's game against Charlotte, but asking about this Britney Spears thing. So here's Wimbenyama trying to explain what he saw from from his perspective. Uh, so yeah, there was a there was some something did happen a little bit when uh, I was walking with the. With some security of the the team to the to, to some restaurant, we were in a hall. There was a, a lot of people, so people calling me obviously. And there was one person one person who was uh, who was calling me, but uh, we talked before with the security. Don't stop because it's gonna make it's gonna make a, a crowd. So I, I couldn't stop. So that person was calling me, sir, sir. And that person grabbed me from behind. So uh, I didn't see I didn't see what happened because I was walking straight and we told don't stop. But that person grabbed me from behind. Not on my shoulder. She grabbed me from behind, and uh, so I, I just know that the security pushed her away. I don't know with how with how much force though, but uh, security pushed her away, and uh, I didn't I didn't stop for, to look, so I kept walking and uh, enjoyed a nice dinner. <laughs> Wasn't it? That was a fun night with the guys. Victor, <laughs> just one follow up. That one the person yeah. who grabbed you from behind, you think was Britney Spears? So. Uh, actually, I, I didn't know for a couple hours, but when we when uh, when I came back to the hotel, uh, I had like a, I had forgotten about this event. But the, I, I mean, I didn't forget about this, but I knew I, I thought it was no big deal. And uh, and the, the security of this person told me it was a uh, Britney Spears. So I was first I was like, uh, no, you you're joking. But yeah, it turns it turns out it was Britney Spears. I know, <laughs> but uh, I didn't know because I didn't see her. I never saw her face. I kept I just kept walking straight, and uh, that's it. It does sound like a joke. I mean, like at the beginning, it had to sound like a joke to him. I get that part of it. The two things that jumped out to me, Zay, were a little interesting. I get what he means when he says that somebody was calling for me. Obviously, a little bit, of, yeah, little bit of ego, little bit, little, little bit of ego bit. on the obviously. I, I heard that too. I was like, I get okay, it. dog. I get it. But you're seven five. We've, we're not seven five. That's that's a exactly. different feeling. Exactly. Seven three and a half. Remember, oh, was the okay. official. That was All the official right. height. That was official. There we go. But uh, so then the other comment about him immediately saying, "Well, I didn't really look in that direction," and then we went and had a nice dinner, and he laughs. To me. If Britney's statement can be believed and she wants a public apology, can somebody just give her one? Victor, Whoa. Spurs representative, whatever. Look, it doesn't, Zay, it, to me, it does not matter who that person was and it doesn't matter if they are now or were a little bit nutty at times. A member of your security team and a rep of the Spurs hit her in some way, hit her, pushed her, shoved her in a way that she filed a report with the Vegas police. Let's just be the bigger people here because you're the Spurs. I would expect my Mavs to dodge this story. I would expect Mark Cuban to dodge a story like this. The Spurs, put on your black and silver big boy pants and say we would like to apologize to Brittany. While we feel Victor did nothing wrong and our (laughs) staff was just trying to protect him, we feel very bad that anyone was injured around one of our guys. We are so sorry to her and whatever you want to do. Invite her to the game, tickets, photo ops, whatever you want to do after that. But just come on, be be big boys here and say you're sorry. Can't do it. Why not? Can't do it, Chad. San Antonio, stand on your ten toes. Ten toes down. Stay true to who you are. Brittany Spears is flat out insane.
She's insane. But why is that relevant? Because if she, this is Vegas. It's the same place Tupac got killed, Chad. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can't trust nobody. I, okay, but if you if there's any evidence that she got hit at all, just say you're sorry it happened. Mm-mm. No, she can't. He's it. He's the next big thing. Supposed to be bigger than LeBron James. Just put out a media release. No, the Spurs do it all the time. No, he is too valuable for you. Can't touch the man. You can't touch him. Oh, my God. The fact that it was and, and, a backhand, that might have been a little excessive. The backhand, like, if they right. backhand Brittany, he, that's cold-blooded. The man but, knocked glasses off her face? Yo. <laughs> Do you know how hard you have to hit somebody to knock glasses off their face? Brittany was tripping. If if this is what the San Antonio Spurs are saying happened and Brittany was acting like this, she deserves what she got. If I walked in there right now and knocked those glasses off your face, would you remember? Absolutely. Yeah. I would, too, if somebody Absolutely. did that to me. But... And if, if I was it, provoking you and you were worth billions, <laughs> <laughs> then but, I have every right to get smacked the hell up. And you're saying I should then say no comment. Yeah. I should make no comment after That's what I'm saying. Oh, Again, okay. Brittany, this ain't 02. You ain't on top of the world oh, no more. When you God. were battling Christina Aguilera, everybody was like, like, who's better? Christina has the voice, but Brittany has that it factor. You know, we, we long gone from that. So the fact that Victor Wimbanyama even said, oh, it was Britney Spears, that's crazy. Like He know he know damn well he don't know who she is. By, by the way, it would have been great when they asked, excuse me, just to clarify, the person that came up behind you, that you believe is Britney Spears? It would have been great if he said something like, actually, we believe it was Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh, Isn't that cold. crazy? No, 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 no. Um, but the other thing is, here's what I haven't heard the clarification on. When he says... Somebody grab me from behind, not on my shoulder, grab me from behind. What does he mean? See, that's aggressive. Yeah, that's aggressive. I need have we, we haven't had that part explained. Does she does he mean she reached around his waist? Did she touch him like on right. his torso somewhere? Did she reach around his chest? Yeah, that he's Did, a- He's a big dude, so she like grabbing the back of his thigh. Because Brittany's an average height person, I believe. Brittany's five, 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 four. Maybe. I was gonna say, let's put her five, five to five, eight, maybe somewhere in that range. Normal size woman. So when she reaches up to tap the shoulder, maybe and that's it's what in she said. Air quotes, right? So maybe as she reached up, she hit what a lat. She hit, you know what I mean? She she hit mid back. Exactly, and that's aggressive. If he's getting grabbed, if he feels he only a buck forty-five, right? If he feels somebody tapping on his ribs, maybe even he might be out a couple of games. Plus, what if Victor's ticklish? We don't know. <laughs> if Victor's walking through Vegas getting ticklish reactions, big long arms like that start flying. Things could get dangerous. Brittany's crazy ass also said that they spoke with one another at dinner, but Victor Wimbanyama's over here saying he's going to dinner. So what's right. you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't make any sense. What I read yesterday was the security folks talked to her, not Victor. Okay. That it was the security that went over there and apologized and said, Hey, you know how crazy things can get. I'm sorry. And the report I read yesterday was she accepted that. She's like, Hey, that's cool, whatever. Then later they decided a report needed to be filed. And again, that they looked into it, no charges. So yeah. it's not going to come from it, but it's one of those stories people will talk about. Somebody says, are we sure she wasn't drunk or effed up on something? Maybe she fell over on her own. guess that's a possibility. I guess. Yeah, she got too much of a history. Come on. Somebody says, I think it's hilarious. People are convincing themselves that Britney Spears was able to reach Victor Wimbanyama's shoulder as he walked away from her. She is 5'4". He is 7'3". That's it. Again, I'd love to see the video. TMZ, did you get anything that could show us how far up this man's body 
did she reach? What is her? I, I know she didn't jump, probably. So what's her vert reach when oh. she just stretches it up? Let's go combine. She has some moves. She's pretty athletic. What's the? She is athletic in her day. She's athletic, and she's been on the stage pretty recently. Yeah, she's still doing a thing. Brittany's been touring these last few years. She's in shape. She's in some kind of shape. So did she? It'd be great if they had video of her literally like trying to jump to touch his shoulder, like jumping up in the air. Uh, somebody says, unfortunately, no matter what happens, if the Spurs apologize, that could be taken as an admission of guilt. It could further legitimize her story, true or not, that could have had legal ramifications since she already filed a police report. What I'm saying is right now, they looked into it, Nothing will be nothing will be filed at this point. What's wrong with the? They don't have to say we're sorry and we were wrong and Victor should have done. No, 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 no. Just you're sorry it happened. You're sorry that her glasses got knocked off her face by someone that you employ. That's it. If Christina Aguilera jumped on Dodger Field and tried to go run down Mookie Betts, she deserves to get taken out. She deserves to get tackled. She deserves to get flat out tackled. We don't know oh, her motive. Hang on. Let me just get that mental image in my head. Christina <laughs> jumps the fence at Dodger Stadium. She's running full blast at Mookie Betts. She deserves to get taken out. Would they apologize for it? No. Now, if I'm Mookie Betts, if you're Mookie Betts, do you then start running at Christina yeah, so, so you can get to her before they do? Yeah. Now, if you're Mookie, you apologize. So you can have because, that embrace. Exactly. And say, if you're going to take take her down, you're taking me with you. Because that's a woman right there. That is a woman I would be protecting. And I think Brittany is a woman that needs to be protected, even if she's acting a little crazy. Maybe we find out more about this story. Maybe we don't. But that is the latest on that. This says, let's be real. She wasn't reaching for a shoulder. She was reaching for a little Wimby. See, that's not... <laughs> no, no, There's no evidence of that, that she would be doing that at a Vegas restaurant. We don't know. We don't know, for sure. Brittany and Wimby on the, uh, the discussion, but also in NBA land, there continues to be the Dame Lillard discussion. Dame Lillard, uh, James Harden still don't have official homes. James Harden re-ups. Probably headed somewhere else. Dame Lillard, we haven't talked a ton about this, Zay, since you got back from your honeymoon. This one is what fascinates me. I think James Harden ultimately is going to be a disappointment wherever he goes. I don't think it's going to work out. I hope I'm wrong because he can be a talent, but man, do I love watching Dame Lillard play. I'm interested on can he be can he find his way to an impactful team and help them take that next step? Like for you, what's the perfect answer to this question? Well, what he's doing right now, basically saying Miami or nothing, uh, it's interesting because this isn't him. He's Has never he said been, that? Yeah, he that said that's that. That's the only place. That's the only place. Ooh. And he said that if any other teams look at me, you're going to get an unhappy player. That's what his agent's been saying. Okay, so, all right. I, that's a wild thing to say, but look, it's the NBA. When you're a superstar, you get advantages a lot of other guys don't get. Hell, you get advantages a lot of people in different professions and sports. Courts don't even get. So I, you know, I think Dame, with what Portland did getting Scoot Henderson, he saw the writing on the wall and he might have to hold out. Like I could really see him holding out, not playing, saving this body because. Like, Dame's carried that franchise for so long. We talked about it, like the LaMarcus Aldridge thing. It should have lasted longer, but LaMarcus, he was kind of like Dame. He was like, man, I Brandon Roy got hurt. Y'all haven't helped me out. Dame's here, but he's so young. I can't trust that. Moved on to San Antonio. And then Dame and C.J. McCollum, they've been the two best players for like about eight years. Then you got rid of his best friend. 
Like, you didn't bring anybody else in to help you and him and CJ. Him and CJ were really close. Yeah. And, they and then just, they put more on him after yeah, that. And right? put more on him, yeah. and then it put guys around him. And now that he's at 33, you know, and he's never lived anywhere, like, cold. So I feel like that's an issue. He ain't trying to go to Boston or oh, Philly. I guess that's true. He's from <clears throat> Oakland. He, you know, Utah's the closest place he's been because he went to Weber State. Right, okay. And I, you know, Boston, I think that would be a good fit. I really would. I mean, I do like Jalen Brown, but if they would have to give him up, boy, then... that'd be inch. Him and Tatum together, yeah, that'd and, be tough. And Kristaps, that'd be tough if he's healthy. Exactly, Ooh. that'd be real tough. But I see what Dame sees in Miami. I mean, they just went to the finals. It's freaking Miami. Like, come on, South Beach. It don't get yeah. much better. Like, everybody wants to retire there. They have the culture. Pat Riley's a OG in the NBA. Eric Spoelstra's one of the best coaches. He's really close with Bam Adebayo during their stint yeah. with the Olympics this past year. Especially and, if you can take the Butler, the Adebayo, the grit that that team gives you. Spolster's coaching, and you add Lillard. Oh, they'd be tough. Oh my God. Yeah, you would think they would repeat to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I. It's an interesting way to go about it. I don't know if it's going to work. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers don't want Tyler Hero. They flat out like, nah, we're uh, not, we don't need that. Because that's what I hear about this Miami option, that it would ha- so it, Miami would have to be giving up Hero. Right, because right? it's going to stunt the growth of Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson and maybe Anthony Simons, which I'm sure you're trying to keep him because Dame's talking about demanding the trade and stuff. So at the end of the day – it's going to get messy, and I will not be surprised once the NBA season starts. Dame Lillard is still in the situation that he's in, but he won't be playing for Portland. Somebody texted, I just want Dame on the East Coast, so he plays at regular times. I hate the 930 tips. That's a good personal thing to want. As a fan, you want to see him be a little more impactful. And this text says, Brittany to Victor, I want to climb you from that 70s show. That's just rude. That's rude. We have no idea if that is what she said. She might have just wanted to pick. She's there with her husband. She's not going to be hitting on Victor Wembanyama with her husband right there. He needs to do better, too. He needs to understand, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea, babe. The hubby? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I guess maybe the the logic was she's the famous one in the relationship. She should be the one to get the picture. Yeah, he's on the Stedman game. You think Stedman going to tell Oprah anything? Absolutely not. He's going to stay in your lane, partner. Because who are you saying no to? The guy, not the girl. Exactly. That's mostly. If my wife and I see somebody famous out in public, I'm going to have her ask, hey, would we want a picture with whoever it is, right? John Bon Jovi, one of her favorites. I'd say, hey, you go ask. I'm not asking Mm. that question. What's he going to do? Have his security team hit you? That's not what. That's not the first thing on your mind. Yeah. That'll, what a weird story. <laughs> NBA, man, they keep doing it. They, they are the most amazing league on the face of this earth when it comes to creating drama that they don't even create sometimes. We'll continue to talk some NBA. We also have football to get into. If you're a Cowboys fan, do you see that story about the kickers? Yeah, let's go through that. Plus why Corey Dillon is pissed off. If you like picking on the Cincinnati Bengals, wait till you hear this story. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. Alrighty then, getting started on a Friday. Here's a category of music I haven't thought about in a while. A song you didn't appreciate at the time enough, but you appreciate it more and more. That's what I would think of this song. Boys of Summer, Don Henley. This one holds up pretty well, Zay. Yeah. 
Solid. I didn't love it when it came out. I remember the video. Don was just riding around in a car. It was black and white. I always loved the line, out on the road today, I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. I thought that was a brilliant line to explain a moment in the 80s. But every time I hear this, I'm drawn to it in a way I wasn't back then. So shout out to Don Henley. A good Texas boy, Don Henley. Is he really? Yeah. He filmed the video for End of the Innocence in Waxahachie, my wow. hometown. When they pan out of that mailbox in that video. Oh, yeah. That's I knew the, there was something special about Don. That's the hatch, baby. The hatch. Yeah, Don. Don is a Texan. Don's all, you know, all about saving the planet. He was uh, that guy, too. Don's a com- complex man. Don Henley getting us started today. Boys of summer. We are certainly right in the middle of that right now. 57 days till the big weekend of college football on September 2nd. Uh, also, NFL, first game 62 days away, and we're 65 days away from the first NFL Sunday. Remember, tonight, Victor Wimbanyama, hopefully, and the Spurs. That's an 8 o'clock start. Everything's ESPN. Rockets fans want to peek in at 6. Your summer league team plays at 6. Then the Spurs at 8. And then Golden State and L.A. at 10. You want to prove to your spouse or your brother or your husband or somebody that you really love the NBA? I dare you to watch all three games tonight. Oh, my god! Just sit there from 6 to, like, midnight. I dare you. That should be in the movie Saw 7. <laughs> Just have somebody pent up in a room, tied down, watching NBA Summer League games. I, I will three hand, straight. I will hand you the remote, but you yeah. have to cut your hand off first. <laughs> <laughs> you would not make it out. Oh, my God. Uh, somebody mentions a, a couple things. Uh, back to this Britney Spears, Wimbenyama thing. If we didn't say it, we did say it once, but make sure we're saying this. There is a report Britney spoke in a British accent that is very bizarre. But remember, sometimes that happens. Madonna got accused of that a few years ago. Damn, where people were like, Madonna. wait a minute. Oh, you know who else did? Re- God rest her soul. Every once in a while, um, Tina Turner got accused of it, Tina? but Tina lived in England for a while. Okay. So Tina kind of picked it up, I think, from the, the nature of things. I also think Tina might have been married at one point to a British man. Ah. So people would talk about wherever Tina was on the planet, sometimes her accent, because she's from, um, was it Nutbush's Mississippi, I think. She's right. a southern girl as well, just like Brittany. Yeah. So and, I, and when Ike probably tried to call and she was trying to avoid Ike for obvious reasons, you got to hit the accent sometimes just to... Not Tina Turner. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tina's not here right now. She's not here right now. Can we take a message? I'm actually sipping tea. So, yeah, that part of it is weird. Someone else brings up the point in terms of any, and we were kind of picking apart the words Wimbenyama was using to describe it. We should always remember English is not his first language. So right. the actual phrasing of what he says, again, we, I'm not going to pick on that too much. It, he, there was a little dismissiveness in his voice, but I don't think it's anything crazy. Again, there's no charges being filed. Most importantly, I have heard that you know, in reading the story, Brittany's okay. It probably freaked her out, knocked the glasses off her face. I haven't heard that she was cut or bruised or anything like that. Maybe a little bit of a shiner or something. When you know, when If you've ever had glasses knocked off your face... They scratch the nose, bridge your nose, something like that, maybe. Uh, but I haven't heard there's any serious injury. So that's the most important part. And don't look for Brittany to be courtside at Spurs games this year. That's unfortunate. Someone else texted us. It may have just been a publicity stunt from Brittany. That could be true as well. Um, all right, so lots of that on the board today. A lot of good NBA drama and soap opera. 
Coming up at 105, we'll dig into the Big 12, look at the Longhorns, two, uh, their first two conference opponents. Don't forget that game in Waco. Then you come back and host Kansas before the game with OU. Kansas has the preseason Offensive Player of the Year, as, hard, as weird as that is to say, in the Big 12. So we'll get into that. Uh, coming up in the crap bag, I'll get you a little preview of UFC 290. People punching people over the weekend. Fight week in Vegas. Speaking of Vegas, this is where people will be punching people and it's supposed to happen. So I'll tell you about that. The scripted, uh, not scripted, sorry, the agreed upon fights that are coming up tomorrow night in Vegas. But right now, let's get to a little football. Zay and I'll be honest, I'm a little concerned. I'm always concerned as a Cowboys fan. You accuse me of having Cowboy fan PTSD sometimes. You do. It's real. Yeah, it is. Cowboy fans can can attest to it. But there's one story that that jumped out to me, and I hadn't really been following it. And why would I? Because it involves the kicker position, and it's not the first thing you think of when you're an NFL fan. But I see this story. We, if you remember last year, the Cowboys had issues with Brett Maher, some big misses, big misses, field goals, extra points, just a couple of moments that made you think, wait a minute, is this really the guy that you that – you, you know, that, that you want, even though Maher, as this story points out, puts up a franchise record, 137 points, but struggled in the playoffs, missing five point after attempts. Yo, Y'all remember all that? That dude, Dak, was cussing them out on the sideline and stuff. That was a bad scene. So here's what's weird. The Cowboys have now added another kicker to their roster. They signed a young man named Brandon Aubrey. He spent the past two seasons with, don't laugh, the Birmingham Stallions of the USFL. Let's go. Now, Zay, for people who don't know, the Birmingham Stallions are the back-to-back USFL champions. Big-time kicker, clutch kicks. 14-15 this year on field goals, and I believe he hit every extra point. So he is now on the Cowboys roster. The Cowboys did not look at uh, free agent names like Robbie Gold or Mason Crosby. I'd have told him to look at both. Uh, the Cowboys apparently didn't want to. They had eyes on kickers in the draft, but they didn't draft uh, Jake Moody, who the Niners got. They didn't draft Chad Ryland, who the Patriots got. They went earlier than, they, than the Cowboys were ready to go. So Tristan Viscaino, who's already been with the Cowboys, will be there with them in Oxnard, and he'll battle Aubrey for the job. Just a real quick history, though, Zay, on this Aubrey cat. He is a Texas kid. He went to high school at Plano. That's what I'm talking about. Right. See, deep connection, Jerry. Plano kid. It means more. There you go. It means more. There's only one problem. He didn't play football at Plano. What? He didn't kick in football at Plano. He was a soccer player. He ended up at Notre Dame. Big time To play soccer. He ended up in the MLS at one point. Okay, he's legit then. That good in terms of playing soccer. But his experience with the Birmingham Stallions is his first in football ever. And certainly his first in professional football. Maybe somewhere down the line he played a little peewee football. I didn't look up his history that far back. But that's who the Cowboys have competing with Vizcaino for their kicking job. I'm just going to leave that there for everybody on a team that supposedly is going to do what, Cowboys fans? Run the damn ball. Lean on your defense. Well, what things go along with that? Special teams. Kicking. And it's the NFL. NFL games are always close. They're always one-score games. They're always two-score games. They're always big field goals. They're always big extra points. All the extra points are bigger now because they're 33 yards. This dude just came from a league where they give you how many options at extra points? Is it nine now? 
You can bring a chicken on the field and you get five points if the chicken crosses the goal line. You're bringing a guy out. You know I love these spring leagues, Zay, but you're bringing this guy in? Hey. I'm a little concerned. He's got a gifted leg. Oh, Former he... soccer player. You know who comes to mind? You remember on the replacements and they had the drunk-ass Irish kicker? <laughs> but he could kick the smack out of the ball. Mm-hmm. And, hey, it could be that. That's Some what you're thinking? those guys, yeah, it's a it's a good transition, just I'm with you. It's the oh NFL. God. It's a different game, and he was all USFL. So we'll see. Again, him being from Plano, I think that means something to Jerry because, this is, hey, this guy, this might be a dream of his, even though he's never played football in his life until these last few years playing in the USFL. So, yeah, man, this is going to be fun to see. That's and wild. it just kind of shows – how shaky the Cowboys kicking system is. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun for you because you're not a fan. (laughs) I mean. For all of us, it's going to be nerve-wracking. But And remember, last year the Cowboys did dip into the spring football world of the USFL with Turpin. And it worked out. And they got positive stuff out of Turpin. Right. So, hey, I've always been the guy to preach. If you have stars, opportunities out of these spring leagues, I love the thought of it. There was a kicker in the original XFL. I think his name was Jose Cortez, if I've got that right. He was on the championship team. He's the guy Tommy Maddox cussed out when he missed a field goal one time. And he got a little cup of coffee, I think with the Niners at one point, and was an okay kicker. But this is such a big make-or-break year for everybody in Dallas, just for everyone involved, McCarthy and Dak and all the way down. Are they going to trust the XFL two time, XFL, the USFL two-time champ to go out there and hit him a big kick. Cold night in Philly. 48 yards. Got to go hit a big boy NFL kick. Are y'all going to trust him? Are y'all sending him out there? It's fourth and it's fourth and five. Well, if you're going like these lengths for somebody in the USFL, then you're desperate. Because obviously there ain't no Adam Vinatieri's just right. hanging out. How did they not work out Mason Crosby? Because he ain't. they don't trust him. Do you know where Mason Crosby's from? He's from Georgetown, Texas. You want a Texas story? There's one. Nah, it ain't close enough. Mason. Ain't right down the road. You what? know what I'm saying? Why don't y'all call him Robbie Gold? Sorry, Rob. They don't want to call Robbie Gold? Hey, your shot's over with. Okay. Hey, Jerry, Steven, they're feeling good. They made some good decisions this offseason. Real good decisions to put the Cowboys hey. in serious contention to make some noise and maybe go to Vegas this year. Look, but... I don't know if he stretched out or not, Zay, but I think right over here in Hyde Park recently... Phil Dawson was hanging oh, come out. On. Is Phil still hanging? Phil's a legend, absolutely. But right? he ain't got nah, man. He ain't got none in that leg no more. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so that's the update on the Cowboys. The other story I wanted to get out from the NFL is a great story. If you have a history of making fun of the Bengals, so if you're my age, you remember the Bengals. All these stories about the scouting department was two or three people, and they were all related to Brown. To Mike Brown. Or they didn't have enough towels. Y'all remember that story? They had low-quality towels, according to all the players. Like, all these jokes about the Bengals. Here's your latest Bengals joke. Corey Dillon, the former running back, is upset at the Bengals. Why? Because of their Ring of Honor selection process. In an interview with The Athletic, published yesterday, Dillon didn't hold back as he took umbrage with the process, get ready, that features votes from season ticket holders and suite holders. He said it was garbage that the selection should be done directly by the front office or special committee. Dylan, this ain't a popularity contest. This is football. You're going to put in somebody who is more popular than somebody who got stats? Ooh. Oh, 
my goodness. Oh, and also a little salty there, huh, Corey? Credit to Corey Dillon for this one. Also in the interview, he says, quote, I'm pretty sure they will put effing John Kitna in there before they put me in. Matter, matter of fact, get this other name he throws out. Matter of fact, Scott Mitchell will end up in that MFR before I do. Wow, my chest. End quote. That's tough. Oh, hey, my God. I feel your pain, Corey. I mean, you had six straight years over 1,100 yards. He was serious. He spent most of his 10-year career in Cincy. Yeah. He's their all-time leading rusher. All-time, Zay. So disrespectful. They have six members in the hall in their ring of honor. Paul Brown, understandably. Ken Anderson, the quarterback when I was growing up, makes total sense. Cornerback Ken Riley, a tackle, Anthony Munoz, to- oh, yeah. total. One of the greatest. Total legend. Wide receiver Isaac Curtis and offensive tackle Willie Anderson, another total badass. Riley's going to be posthumously inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame coming up. So they've only got six members of their ring of honor. You're the Bengals. If you've got anybody, and by the way, just to mention his name, y'all haven't put Chris Collinsworth in there yet? Oh. And your ring of honor mm. helped you get to a Super Bowl or two? Now, you didn't win them, but come on now. Yeah, they must not like us commentating too much. Really? I don't know. I, Ocho Cinco. Yeah. I mean. They've had some guys. They've had some dudes. I don't know but. if, like, Andy Dalton needs to get discussion in a ring of honor, but Cor- Corey Dillon does. Just throwing John Kitten under the bus. That's hilarious. That's but that was your quarterback for a little bit. Oh, my God. That's my doppelganger, John Kitna. Yeah, one of them. I could pass for John Kitna at a Halloween party. Definitely. I could go as John Kitna at the Halloween. And he was my head coach at Waxahachie for a while. Remember that? Was he really? Yeah, man. They were paying him way too much to coach the Indians for a while. <laughs> John Kitna. I should have oh, shown up one night to see if they'd let me coach. <laughs> Just see if I can take his place. One of the underrated Dallas Cowboy backup quarterbacks. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a list. Good grief. That's why Corey Dillon is upset with the Bengals. We got some other uh, notes around football we will hit you with today. We'll talk more Big 12 coming up at 105. If you want to jump in on any of that or the Brittany and Wimbenyama thing, as we've updated that one earlier, we'll get into all those. Where do you think Damon, uh, Dame Lillard should end up? James Harden, all that other stuff. We'll get into it. Up next in the crap bag, I'll also get you a preview of UFC 290. We were just talking Hall of Fames and Ring of Honors. UFC put some big names in there. Uh, Hall of Fame as well tell you about that one of my absolute favorites got hall of fame love last night i'll tell you who it is next on the horn chad and zay Oh, I think I sort of recognize. Does this one end up in a rocking into the night? Yep. Something like that? Um, rocking into the night. Rocking into the night. Um, it's not Foreigner, is it? Nah. Um, is it a name or a band? Band. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 38 Special? 38 Special. There it is. Okay. 38 special which I always forget 38 special like one of the like the singer at 38 special there's family connected with them and Skinner I believe Leonard Skinner okay yeah uh 38 special man they were big late 70s into the 80s 
Rock it into the night. 38 special and Don Henley getting us started. Somebody pointing out that Linden, Texas is where Don Henley grew up, born in Gilmer. Uh, Good Texas boy there. Speaking of Texas boys, somebody texted Chad. Cowboys should call Dicker the kicker. I just double-checked. He's in a battle with Dustin Hopkins with the Chargers. Come by, on, man. By the way, Zay, the Cowboys should call whoever loses. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. That'd be a smart move, Jerry. Keep your options open, Dallas. I'm not saying the USFL guy can't pull it off or Vizcaino. I'm just concerned. I am concerned uh, after what we've seen these last couple of years. Now, what's David Beckham doing? Yeah, right. Exactly. Get him out of retirement. Hey, and I'm one of those Cowboy fans. I'll take you all the way back to I was not thrilled when they moved Dan Bailey. That was the moment for me where I started to get nervous. I thought Dan Bailey was really solid at the time, and he w- I guess he'd gotten a little shaky for him. And then after that, man, I don't think they've had – I don't know. I don't, don't know that there's – Nobody consistent. There's been a guy, yeah, that's been a bad – it felt like Maher was the guy, but when you missed that many extra points – Oh, he had the yips, boy. I mean, if you can't be nails from 33 right now, I don't know what to expect. And I'm pretty sure like this USFL guy is going to have to show him right away. Because as much as I was joking about the USFL, if they're allowing for an extra point on kicks, it's super short. And if they're not allowing it, he hasn't had those opportunities. Right. So he's just going to have to show them, man. That 33, you got to be consistent. It's messed with the minds of the best kickers they have, much less this, this type of guy who literally has only been kicking him on a football team two years at the pro level. He's so from Plano, it means more. He is a Plano guy. He's a Plano guy, and that could be a hell of a story. Somebody's like, Chad, lay off it. It could be a great story. I hope it is a great story. I'm just a little nervous. Uh, coming up, we'll get into that Big 12 schedule for the Longhorns in football. Longhorn fans, you nervous at all about Waco or Kansas? Those are your first two conference games once you're done with non-con. We'll get into those teams. Those will also be two of the teams represented next week when Big 12 Media Days crank up on Wednesday. It is going to be Texas uh, along with TCU, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Houston, BYU, and Baylor on that first day. And again, uh, we will be up there at Jerry World with the Light the Tower show, with our show, and with Ball Don't Lie. So we got uh, a lot of that to get to. Right now, let's get you into the crap bag, a little bit of Hall of Fame, and we'll tell you what's going on in Vegas tomorrow night. Chad's Crap Bag. Crap Bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Busy weekend in Vegas. It's, gotta be, it's always fun to be in Vegas, but you got the uh, NBA uh, Summer League going on. Wimben Yama may make his debut tonight. We hope we get to see him for uh, at least a few minutes, 8 o'clock ESPN. But also, this is a huge weekend for UFC. The beginning of July, they do a fight week, and they put together a big card for uh, for them. They also do a little Hall of Fame. Shout out to Anderson Silva. The Spider went into the Hall of Fame. That's an easy one. Jose Aldo went in as well. And one of my favorites, Donald Cerrone. Cowboy Cerrone, one of the coolest fighters they've ever had. Um, And I think he still has the record for, I think it's most finishes in UFC history. Uh, Cerrone's awesome. Uh, Congrats to him for Hall of Fame. Tomorrow night, it is a double championship uh, card that they put together. Alexander Volkanovsky has defended his belt Four times at 145, the featherweight belt. He's taken on Yair Rodriguez, El Pantera. That's a dope name. Oh, the Panther. I love Yair. And so far, Yair has only been able to get an interim belt, which means nothing. It doesn't mean a thing in the world. They shouldn't be calling him an interim champ. 
but I like the guy. I'm rooting for him. I like both these fighters. I hope Yair can do it, but Alexander Volkanovsky is a beast. The kicks that he that he can throw at you, just the the physicality that he can throw into a fight is so tough to deal with. We'll see if Yair can mess with him. Uh, that's the main fight. Co-main, another guy I love to watch, Brandon Moreno, the Mexican fireball of a guy that is just so much fun to watch when you talk about the mexican style in boxing it's you're going to stand in the in the phone booth and you're going to punch and you're never afraid you're always stepping forward that's the way brandon fights in mma he's got the 125 belt but he's never defended it he kind of went back and forth he and figueredo had four different fights that were incredible to watch moreno's going to defend against alexandre pantoja who beat him Back in like 2017 or 2018, so way back in the day, there's a loss on his resume because of this guy. Now Brandon's got the belt, and he's trying to keep it and beat this guy in their second fight. So those are your two main fights. You got Robert Whitaker on the card. Bo Nickel is a young guy you may want to check out. He's already 4-0, and he's a badass right now that people are watching. And Robbie Lawler is the uh, main guy on the prelims. Nobody is loved more by judges in UFC to me, than Robbie Lawler. He is entertaining to watch. He always gets credit with the judges. you got to knock him smooth out. Otherwise, the judges are going to say Robbie Lawler won the fight. Mm. That's just who Robbie Lawler is. But it's also entertaining. So uh, they have a lot of good stuff going on with UFC 290. That is tomorrow night in Vegas. Uh, and again, tonight, Wimbenyama. So, Zay, for people that don't watch, real quick before we hit a break, before uh, for people that don't watch usually with Summer League, what can I expect tonight if I tune in at 8 o'clock? Am I getting like, I don't know, five minutes of Wimby? Like, what, what are we going to see? Uh, you won't see too much, but you'll see him in pressure times in the game, unless the Spurs are up by 20 or so. But I say 20 minutes. 20 minutes, but he won't start? No, he'll start. Okay. He has to start. I mean, come on. Okay, I but, would assume. Yeah, but 20 minutes. Okay. You get unlimited fouls in the summer league, so that's always good. You wait, wait, wait. You get what? Unlimited fouls. Brandon Miller's had like 15 fouls in two games. Unlimited? Oh, it's ridiculous. Wait, I thought I heard. I thought it was a joke, but then I, I thought somebody heard say the other day you got 10. You literally get unlimited? It's basically unlimited. It might be 10, but it's not six. Okay. I thought I heard somebody say it was 10 the okay, other day. That I one, think it'd be great if it was unlimited. I haven't seen anybody foul out, so that's what I feel like it's unlimited. That's so funny. Yeah, you can't be out there, you know, Bill Lambeeren guys, yeah. but you know, you can get your fouls in. By the way, crazy old man idea for the NBA. They're trying all these weird ideas now in season tournaments. How about a whole month of the season where 20 fouls fouls you out? Jeez. Or go unlimited. One one month for just for December. Make it a Christmas uh, gift. That'd be some of the worst basketball we'll ever see. Just people living at the line, not giving up ducks, not giving up anything. Oh my God. And then that'd the, be the last thing Adam Silver won. And then in January, three fouls and you're out. How about that? That'd be that'd be a lot just better. Swing it back and forth. That'd be a lot better. Let's swing back and forth. Yeah, I want to see guy fifteen come in the game and put up buckets and win uh, your ball games. Ten, Miami Heat would be terrific. Ten fouls for December, three for January. That's my stupid idea of the day. All right, there's your crap bag. We do it every day at 1245. Up next, uh, it is the Big 12 discussion. We've had the Big 12 media um, edition yesterday. We had the all-Big 12 team preseason. Media made their choices yesterday. Let's start digging into the Texas opponents. We'll start with the first two conference opponents for Texas, Baylor and Kansas, and talk some Longhorn football coming right up. Stay with us. It's the Horn.